The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free. You get access to our show notes, all of our game matchup notes. It's a great deal. So join us. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you never want to hear me say this again, just go give us a dollar a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you'll never have to hear me say this in a podcast again. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it! It's a good old-fashioned Sun Rantu preview uh, episode, and I, I've already screwed it up. I called it Sun Rantu. Sun Rantu. Yeah, it's a good old-fashioned Sun Rantu preview episode. It's one of those episodes that we do when we don't really have time to talk about the uh, recap of the game, and we lost three out of four anyway, so we don't even really want to talk about it. And we just want to talk about what the future is, which is we have, uh, you know, basically now have a chance of winning baseball games again because the Marlins stink. Um, well, the I, physical of it, and, and, and luckily the city was actually kind of pretty kind to the Cubs about this, but it's that stupid bullshit. Like, I hate four-game series, and I hate not having getaway day. That's crap. Getaway day should be an afternoon game. I don't give a shit. You did three night games. You couldn't do one day game and let the Cubs kind of get home and sleep tonight. Luckily, the city made this a rare Friday night game at Wrigley. Yeah. yeah, the the whole four game series. Here, here's the thing: the the MLB scheduling might be the worst thing I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Like you don't need two or four game sets or series. You don't need that. That's a fucking even series is stupid. It always needs to be odd. And if you do two three-game series every week you can just have fucking monday off and then everybody can always get their fucking rain out games done like it's the easiest goddamn situation anybody has ever come across and mlb just steps on their dick every single fucking time <laughs> they try and do it they are, they are one i would probably say they're the poorest run of the major sports by far yeah I mean, check this out. I mean, this is Uncle Mike was complaining about this the other day when we were at Mamoon's Falafel. And, and he was like, listen to our last road trip. This is before the Cubs faced them in New York. So they go, they're in Arizona, San Diego. That makes some sense. And then they come back and they play Baltimore. So the old Arizona, San Diego, Baltimore trip, you know, like, yeah. what is that? That makes no sense. And the Cubs are doing something very similar. Uh, coming up now because uh, or maybe we did already uh let's see we're going yeah this is the dodgers milwaukee cincinnati trip 
that's coming up yeah. next week, you know, after we play Cleveland. It's just like, yeah, it's coming up. I mean, that makes no sense. You're totally right. And we got four-game series with L.A., and that's stupid. It should all be three-game series. And they were just – they were literally just on the fucking West Coast. Like, you're telling me that they could not have scheduled that Dodgers series that is happening – Less than two weeks later, they could have just scheduled that at the same time they were already out there. Yeah. So, well, before we get all into it, uh, I do want to announce that the Bleacher Bum Band is playing tomorrow, which is, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it's on Saturday, June 19th, G-Man Tavern, straight after the game. Come down, watch the baseball game. Michael Cotton, you're still coming down, right? I am. I am. I'm leaving in the morning. I'm going to be there uh at your place pregame sometime. So we'll have to talk about that offline. And, and I got great news for you. My sister hooked up her own apartment. So you get the futon. Oh, I thought you were going to say I get to stay with your sister instead of you. No, no, <laughs> definitely no. probably be better. No, no, that's not. <laughs> Come on. That's now. not what I meant. This is a family show, Michael. <laughs> not my family, but <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyway, it's uh so uh, Bleacher Bum Band straight after the game tomorrow. It's twelve bucks. Come on down. Uh, it's going to be really fun. We've been practicing hard. And then um, I also want to get in my seats. And and yeah, well, kind of. We're going to trade your better seats for worse seats, so I can sit by my family, who's in the tenth row, one section to the outfield. I mean, we don't have to. Yeah, we could both ditch my family. Well, I got to leave after the seventh inning stretch anyway. I'm going to be one of those, uh, you know suburban types who's trying to beat traffic but i'm really just trying to beat traffic so i could go rock for the for the trap the later traffic um so and i'd want to uh just just a quick announcement i just really want to congratulate uh longtime ranter bill sugas for getting released from facebook jail sugas Bill Sugis. Sugis. The Bill Sugis Shank Redemption. Uh, This is one of my favorite. (laughs) Putting up for the podcast listeners, I'm putting up a picture of Bill Sugis, um, you know, with Morgan Freeman (laughs) and Shawshank Redemption. He got thrown in Facebook jail. I also like this one, Tinder. It's a match, and it's Bill and jail bars. Yep. (laughs) That was another one that was uh, posted on the Ranchers page. I really loved all the stuff. And uh, I said, well, Bill, what'd you do? You know, what did you say? And um, well, he, he posted this. Uh, he said, um, why is your account restricted? He says, because uh, he said, I so, this is the night we played uh, the Cardinals, Carlos Martinez. I so want to hang this stupid STD fucker with a loss. And that is qualified as bullying. So um, he got a three-day ban. And I was like, well, this couldn't be just because of that. And it wasn't because Bill sent me uh, this. His, you know, he can't comment or post for three days. He's, he's a multiple-time offender. He's got June 13th. He harassed people that bullied people. Then he, like, posted some picture of uh, uh, some girl with a ball gag. I'm like, Bill, come on now. Oh, oh, it was the ball gag picture. The ball gag picture. I mean, that's a classic meme picture. Right. But, you know, and I think, was it, Michael, you that made the point that on Discord, which is where all the Patreon people should be on the Sunranto Discord page that Michael's running, but I believe you posted it over there, that Facebook didn't do shit for so long that now they're cracking down on every stupid-ass thing that everybody says, even when it's not. I mean, none of that should have landed Bill in jail. None of it. It's stupid. 
No, not really. It was, I mean, especially because it was in groups that accept what he's saying. It's not like anybody, I don't know, unless somebody in the group was complaining to Facebook about it, but I don't think that was the situation. I, everybody's getting binged all over the fucking place on Facebook right now. And I think it's just that overreaction, the overcorrection that they're doing, which honestly those stupid fuckers should have done forever ago, but they're still not going to, you know, they're not going to correct the tons of misinformation, disinformation. COVID came from squirrels and they live in your fucking ass cheeks right now. Like that's fucking like they that kind do? of is going to oh be fine. God. I gotta go. Ah! <laughs> I was wondering what was going on back there. <laughs> I've been it's been itchy all day. Yeah, that's where they're hiding their nuts. <laughs> so no, I mean, yeah, it's 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 probably an overcorrection, and and hey, I'm glad they're doing something, but I mean, it's just stupid and. And I, it's this is kind of my long way of saying everybody should join us on Discord right now. We are just broadcasting to the Patreon people. Well, and then uh, also an fashioned preview. Everybody who's not a Patreon supporter, there is a spot for you as well on uh, the Sunranto uh, Reddit page. It's just you know not as Sunra- fun. Sunranto. <laughs> no, it's it's the exact same thing as Facebook. If you fucking like Facebook then it's the same thing. It's literally just a page where you post something and people comment on that post. It's fucking it. That's it. It's simple. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, you might have heard of the Spotify Green Room app when it was known as Locker Room, where uh, we do a show every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central about all sorts of different things. It's a conversation that you can have with us. Last time we did uh, our Cubs regrets and the time before we talked to Matt Cameron about his Cubs art. It was awesome. Well, uh, guess what? Now on Spotify Green Room, we still have a show at 6 p.m. Central, and you can come and hang out with us. All you got to do is download this audio-only sports talk platform on the iOS and Android app store. It wasn't available for Android before. It is now. So uh, check in with us there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. Uh, and uh, you'll find us every single Tuesday. And you might find all sorts of other stuff. You can start your own darn room. If you want to, uh, just download it for free, create a profi- profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group, join the Cubs group, and uh, follow Sunranto Show. Be notified when my room goes live. And um, anyway, see you Tuesday. Come, come by 6 Central on the new Spotify Green Room app. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Spotify Green Room. Yeah, I got to say, speaking of stupid, God, was that was that. uh, Are you guys talking about the scent? That series in New York was just so stupid. Like the the dumbest thing was the scent to send Marisnik right there. Oh, yeah. You know, when I mean, come on, Willie. Come on. I'd like to talk about that, but I think Michael has some poems. Having to do. Oh with yeah. The well, yeah. Why don't you give us? A, we'll, we'll we'll intersperse them in here, and then okay. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure your poem will bring up thoughts that we might have about it. Michael. You've been writing a poem a day after every win or loss, 
And, yep, uh, I've been basically a recap poem. Some of them rhyme, some of them don't, some of them are good, a lot of them are bad, because when you spend 10 minutes on a poem, they don't always come off great. Yeah, But, but yeah. I'm doing it, and uh, you should all follow it on Twitter, or they're all on the Sunranto Reddit page, if you want to read through all 69 that I've done. Nice. Dude, you, you, you spend more time on poems than Cub Shardamas, so <laughs> you, yeah. you can definitely be sure of that. Well, game one, uh, was uh, Cubs poem 66. Nets five, Cubs two. Um, Arietta good for three. Then Mets got free. He couldn't get an out. Small ball for the route. Mets were hitting off a tee. Streaks don't last, even with a Rizzo blast and a wisdom home run. Solo dongs aren't that fun. Diaz struck out three real fast. So that was the recap for that first game of the series. Nice. That's a, that's a good poem. So, guys, let me kind of just bring something up here. A lot of times, and this happens, is that when I've noticed the Cubs the last five years from 15 till current present day, all of a sudden you can start to see them start to get into bad habits and slumps. But sometimes victories kind of paper that over. And just what I'm trying to say here is I was at the game Sunday against the Cardinals, the sweep. And oh boy, was I drunk, and oh boy, was I celebrating like everybody else. But if you remember that game, uh, Paul DeYoung had an error, and that error opened the door for the two runs. Carlos Martinez, the STD machine that Bill Sugars was referring to, is a bad pitcher. He six ERA. Yeah. And again, were any of those runs earned against Carlos Martinez? No, no, no. They were both no. unearned runs. And, and he yeah. went seven innings, right? Right. Like so it's not like they knocked him out early. Right. So he sucks. And the Cubs couldn't do shit against him other than the gifts of Paul DeYoung's heir. And so that right there should have been a flashing red warning sign. And then this game Monday, we faced – or, or was, it, was it Monday? Yeah, Monday. Yeah, you're, you're facing their worst pitcher that you're going to face. This is, your own, this is your best chance for a win. And so this guy has a 6 ERA. He came into yeah. the game with a 988 ERA in his previous four starts. And you're thinking to yourself, we should kick this guy's ass. This should be an easy win. Get one more, and you don't have to worry about Degrom. You could split the series, and they absolutely were awful. Yeah, they shit the bet. I mean, they got three lousy hits. I mean, they were home runs, which you'd like to see, but they weren't. They only had two walks. And and I'll bring this up in the preview. You know, Cubs were known as a team with a great eye. They walked a lot. Not really anymore. They're really just kind of an average walk, uh, average team when it comes to taking the base on balls right now. And, well, let me let, let me and, put this and, up really. Quick, because Sahadev was warning this here. This was after the game. I want to say on Wednesday, or before the game on Wednesday. One of the it was it was before the Wednesday game. So after the first two losses, Cubs offense last fifteen game has become entirely two home run dependent. Sixty five point two percent of their runs scored via the homer. Forty three of sixty six, and they're batting two oh six with a six point one percent walk rate both 29th in baseball during that span mm. feels like a win that they're nine and six during that stretch every nice. run Cubs scored in this series against New York came via the home run yeah oh yeah well right and and Arietta again in that first game wasn't good like he started out looking all right and then just fucking fell apart in that fourth inning uh and then you know he, he couldn't get 
passive. I I yeah. don't have the box score up. How far did he get? But I think he he did five innings. But it's like it, you know, it's not enough. You know, and I think uh, Taylor McGregor t- uh, tweeted out the other day about uh, something about I was it Jed or Ross? One of them said something like. Cubs starters need to go longer into games. And I was like, yeah, the and bear shit in the woods. The Pope is Catholic and all balls belong to my tie. Like this yeah, is yeah, like, exactly. yeah, like, oh, really? The starters need to pitch more and longer and not just do like 66 pitches and uh, be out of the game because they're going to suck the third time through the order. Like it's unsustainable. Like Crawley, you've been saying it forever. You're going to expose these young guys in a bullpen. It's very, been very exciting. It's seeing who's been coming up and how the Cubs bullpen ERA is number one in the major leagues right now. Number one. Yeah. And, but, but you're looking at it and you're like, well, how much longer? Like, dude, you already got like freaking Tapera. He's already got like 35 innings on the year or something. Like it's, I mean, we're not even halfway in the, through the year. He's I mean, throwing his arm off. This yeah. is some uh, Benny's Joe so, shit. So that, but that brings us right into the game two here with shaky starting pitching. And relying on the home run, uh, Cub poem 67, New York 3, Chicago 2, Walker walked no one, struck out lots. Lugo pitched two innings and almost got got. But the Cubs only had a two-run shot because Ross outmanaged himself a lot. Mills was shaky. Javi was not. KB left the game. Marisnik got caught. The L flies. And DeGrom, DeGrom comes hot. So this is the game that the, these next two games that we're going to this game and the following game are the two that really pissed me off. And I'll tell you why. You want to blame Willie Harris. That wasn't Willie Harris's fault. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So if you didn't get to see the game, uh, it was, uh, how did Marisnik, uh, did he single to get on in the ninth or did he walk? I want to say he singled, but. Uh, it was our favorite friend, Eric Sogard, who hits a double. Okay, so you got a guy on yep. first in Marisnik, hits a double, and he gets thrown out at the plate. Now, a couple things here. The people were pissed. Why send him, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you why I send him. All right? And I know this isn't going to be popular in some corners of Cubs Twitter, but I don't give a shit. It's because you keep having this theory that you have to get Jason Hayward at bats. So if you're a third base coach, you have a couple things that you have to think about, Okay. Number one, what's the situation? Who's the guy? Who's the outfielder? What kind of arm do they have? And another thing Willie has to, Harris has to think about is who is coming up next, okay? So you, you have coming up next was Jason Hayward and Sergio Alcantara, okay? It wasn't like you, you sent him and then Chris Bryant was on the on-deck circle or you sent him and Anthony Rizzo was on the on-deck circle. No, but it's a one-run game and all – Hayward has to do is make contact and Hayward's not good at getting hits, but he can make contact. And if he rolls over to the right side, more than likely Marisnik scores on that. Or if he gets it a pop fly or, in the outfield out, out anywhere, Marisnik scores because he's fast enough. But that send was brutal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the send was brutal and I don't know that he's, I mean, I know that in his, Head Willie Harris knows. Okay, Hayward's on deck, 
and, and you know, and then he's looking down the line. I, I, I understand that he's seeing the game in a big picture way, but when the play is happening, I think you're going with your gut that I think he could make it. I think that's why you send a guy. <laughs> I, that I, I think he didn't know where the ball was. Yeah, because right. and, and that was stupid. And now you're taking a chance because and people are like, it was a perfect throw on a perfect day and the weather was 73 degrees and the wind was exactly right. <laughs> I'm like, no, it was, it was a shit send because the outfielder had the ball and Marisnik was not even – to like he was still between se- second and third. The outfielder had the ball. The the cutoff man gets the ball just as Marisnik basically hits rounds third. I mean, it wasn't even close. Luis Guillorme turned around, made a cup of coffee, drank the coffee, you know, made a phone call, then threw the ball, and Marisnik was out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen it we've seen it a million times in those plays sometimes the outfielder wings it it goes up a certain direction uh the cutoff man doesn't make a good throw maybe a little sure. bit high there's a lot that happened it wasn't like he was out three or four feet oh no he was out by three or four feet watch that yeah. play again the fucking the uh the catcher has the ball and he's waiting on him he's fucking <laughs> waiting on him and honestly marisnik Made a hell of a, an attempt at getting around that, like on the dive. Like it, concern, that was a good try, but no way the, the catcher had him. My concern is is that this team has looked a lot different since Jason Hayward came back. Yeah, they suck more. <laughs> yeah, and that, it, it, no, and, and that's a legitimate concern. I, I agree with you there, Crawley. I just don't agree with you on uh, that. The 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 send might not have been as bad as it was. I've, I think the send an, was even worse than we can imagine it was. I've got an early TFC uh, regarding that Jason Hayward point. And because I wrote uh, the other night, I'm so sick of Hayward not hitting. And uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate Poppin at Poppin first says, maybe it's a personal decision, in quotes, um, referring to the I fact love it. that Jason Hayward is unvaccinated. Um. So yeah, no, they're worse. They're they're way worse because that bat in the lineup is just so weak. Like he got a base hit. I couldn't believe it happened. It was, I believe it was last night. He got a base hit last night that went between the first baseman and the second baseman. It was like a little squibber went right through. I don't know if you remember this hit. It was unremarkable in almost always, but it uh, but it got through. And I was like, oh my god, they actually just played him wrong. Does anyone know off the top of your head right now what Jason Hayward is hitting? Um, 147. A I'm wall? Gonna, that's just a guess. 168. He couldn't even get it to be nice. No. Uh, 168. So if you think about that here. So, again, baseball doesn't have a clock. It has outs, okay? And, and okay, we, we automatically know for the most part a pitcher is going to be an automatic out. For the most part. Not always. But for the most part, odds are nine times out of ten, he's an out. Well, now you have another guy in Jason Hayward who nine times out of ten is an out. Like that, yeah. that, so that, that now that kills you. And then you, now you're putting more pressure on guys that really, like Sergio Alcantara had a bad series. Had a really, yeah. really bad series in New York. We were excited. But, that, but again, you can't sit here and start. And then this is what made the team good is when you had all these other guys that were doing the hitting and stuff like that. And again, the best thing was having Patrick Wisdom at third and then having uh, Chris Bryant play right. And now Bryant is banged up. You know, I guess he's fine, but. Right, yeah. 
KB played actually played third base for once. We haven't yeah. seen that in weeks. Well, I mean, also, you can't have your team being depending on Sergio Alcantara to get you through this stuff. You know, it's like it's dude after dude after dude, and everybody's been doing well. Like, when you had Duffy up, he did well. But we, we don't know if we ever see him again. Like, I don't know what's even wrong with him. We get no oh. word on these guys. And then, uh, you know, Al- so you got next guy up, Alcantara. He's got a good series. But these uh, these dudes, they they fade away, you know. Like, they come up, they do something for a little bit. But, the, you know, Sergio Alcantara is not going to bat 350. You know what I mean? And maybe Jason Hayward's not going to bat 168. You know, maybe he does have a hot streak in him, and he maybe bats 220 this year, which means that there's, like, one moment in the season where he actually gets base hits. Right. You don't, I'm you don't believe you. it. I'm just, like I said, I just I'm at the point right now where he shouldn't. To me, he shouldn't be an automatic start, or he shouldn't be getting the majority of starts in right field right now. I, I, I not until he can show he can hit. And again, people say, well, he's in a slump, or he's this and that. It's just if he's not healthy, he should pull himself out of the lineup. If he is healthy, then he should have to earn a little bit more playing time. Is is my whole point. Um, Chris Bryant got hit in the hand. That was a scary moment for all of us. And again, you know, Chris Bryant has played through injuries. We don't know how he is. Um, Javi Baez was out for a issue. Okay, we don't know how he is with that. And so it, it's been a tough stretch. And then, Michael, can you get to the third poem? Because that game pissed the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, that, was that was Robert Stock's debut. Just let everybody uh, aware of which game this is. Cubs poem 68, New York Mets 6, Chicago Cubs 3. Tick-tock stock, time's running, big league clock. Get your cup and walk. DeGrom, 8Ks in 3, but shoulder injury. Cubs already beat before Rizzo hit the cheap seats. Ross flew the L before the bell. They can go to hell. And Ricketts should sell. <laughs> so this to me was one of one of David Ross's worst managed games. Okay, I worst agree. managed games, and 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 hang the L on Lossie on that one because I don't know what he was thinking. Right now, Degrom is the greatest pitcher on the planet, bar none. The stuff that and – and the irony was he was pitching. That lineup was absolute trash. I think that was the Lobatone start. Yeah. So they bring out against him Peterson, Rizzo, Baez, Hap, Wisdom, Ortega, and Wright, Sogard, and Lobatone. Okay? And so here's the thing that pissed me off is on Kerry Wood's birthday – it looks like DeGrom is going to be 20 strikeouts. <laughs> You're the only person that is ever going to bring up that it was Kerwood's birthday, and somehow they should have a better lineup for that. <laughs> no, I thought it was ironic that the guy, who, the, the Cub who threw 20 strikeouts, you look at the pace that DeGrom was on and the lineup that he was facing. Kerry Wood did it against a bunch of phenomenal future Hall of Famers. This was garbage. DeGrom could have easily had – 23 24 strikeouts is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I was listening to the the Mets broadcast and they pointed out after he was gone, nobody's ever gone 8Ks in 3 innings like that. Like that's just fucking nuts. He was ahead of Woods pace and the Cubs look like they are dead in the water, which is why you brought Roberts up in you don't really anticipate winning that game. Get stuck in there. Throw a couple innings. He's okay. What pissed me off is all of a sudden, 
I am watching the game. What the hell's happening? Why is somebody up in the Mets bullpen? But he's like, like he threw like 30 pitches and struck out. What do we say? Eight? Like what the hell's going on here? And you're sitting here and you got to imagine that the players, the cup players are wondering, wait, what, what the fuck? Everybody should have been going excited. Now stock is a reliever. He's always been a reliever. They're going to throw him in for four innings. They call Corey Abbott up this and that. Okay. Stock does not have it. He's walking and hitting and can't do anything. He's sucking, and who gives a shit? Eat innings, kid, because we're not going to win this game. But all of a sudden, well, okay, but hold hold on too. They also had nobody to bring in because fucking Arietta was shaky and Mills was shaky, and they're using the bullpen like a motherfucker. They can't even think about they taking them out of that game yeah. until the fourth. So this agrees with you, Crawley, in that Ross managed not just this game bad, this might have been the worst one, but the other ones he was managing badly as well. When I looked at this, though, you called up, they gave Dylan Maples the fake injury, okay? And so they called up two pitchers that day. You called up uh, Stock and you called up Corey Abbott, who's normally a starter in the minor leagues. Stock is not a starter. So after three, he's out, and what does Rizzo do? He hits a home run. Now you're talking about a three-to-one game against the Mets bullpen, okay? And so at that point, you get the second to me, the second that you saw DeGrom's gone, you get Abbott warming up. You can't throw Stock back out there. Stock is not, doesn't have it. His, his, his velocity declined big time. He had no control. This game is, this game went from being completely unwinnable to you could steal a game. The baseball gods, and trust me, I don't want DeGrom injured more than anybody else, but you got a gift there. And now you have a chance to do that. You have Corey Abbott up and you have him throwing. Maybe he sucks. I don't know. But what I do know is Stock had nothing left and you're two runs down and DeGrom's out. And he let Stock go out. And not only that, before Stock left, he let him hit for himself. Yeah, that was the most confounding thing. I was like, wait, you're saving back? You're saving the bench because you're thinking maybe you'll come back later. Like, that's the only thing that, like, why are you saving the bench unless you're going to, and then he didn't even come back out. I'm like, <laughs> may, I mean, is, is Stock like a good hitter? We did, we don't know that. Like, No, he's a reliever. Even, okay, every reliever, the, the best goddamn hitting reliever in the world just never gets an opportunity. So who knows when the last time he actually took an at-bat Anywhere, well, much earlier, less the major early, leagues. Earlier in the game because he started. Well, okay. Well, yes, because he started, but still. Ross on his – this is from Sahad of Sharma. Ross on his thought process leaving stock in for the fourth. We got to get some more innings out of the starters. In a down game, I can't run to the guys that are going to be the back-end guys when we're winning. I've been saying this for a month and a half. I said that about Arietta. I said that about Davies. I've said that about uh, what's his name with the appendix, uh, Trevor Williams. Yeah, and then and then what does he do? What is Ross? So Ross says that and about he, Stock, who's not a five. starter, and then he fucking takes uh, he takes out Hendricks, probably one inning too early. The next day, like I, we got to have our guys taking more innings, and then he pulls Hendricks before he fucking had to. 
I just don't get how you could sit there. And if I'm stuck, I'd be like, what the fuck, asshole, Grandpa Lossie? <laughs> like, you sit there and let me dry. I'm not a starter. You you pulled Arietta. You pulled fucking uh, Alec Mills, at least, who has some starting experience, pitched a no-hitter. But the one guy that you say has to eat it and last longer is a guy that's not a starter, never been a starter. He started two games in Iowa and pitched like four innings twice against a lineup, against AAA lineups. And this isn't even normal year AAA lineups. You look at AAA, they're struggling because of all the injuries. All the AAA guys are up in the majors now. Who would stop pitching to the whole guy? But like a bunch of names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That that was a rough game. Yeah, I – like to say that they uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory or, or possible victory. Well, I mean, they were already losing, but they, they had an opportunity. Crawley is exactly right. They had an opportunity. You make hay when, you know, you get the chance, like you do it, but okay, let's move on to the last game. And we're going to end with Cubs poem 69 on a a nice note with a W, but then when we're done with this, we're gonna we're gonna shit all over this win. By the way, just let everybody know what's coming. Uh, all right, Cubs poem sixty nine, Chicago two, New York zero. Cubs and Queens living like kings, only doing one of four different things: pitchers duel, Hendo and Stroh, sitting them down for a stroke for a throw show, a little razzle dazzle. Javi put it in the apple, save it for Kimbrel. Fly the dub symbol. So they got the win. But as we've talked about, the uh, offense reliant on that home run, only one fucking scoring opportunity, and that was Javi with the two-run blast into the apple, which is amazing, by the way. I love like when, when people hit the ball into that where the apple pops up there at uh, City Field. But, yeah, you can't continue to fucking play like that and continue to win first inning Javi's first at bat two runs on that home run great that's wonderful these two teams did nothing offensively for the rest of the game Stroman was good uh they had a couple of really good defensive plays on the Mets side uh and then you know Hendricks he was good had some good defensive plays behind him. And then, you know, the one one good thing you're seeing from this is the Chafin, Tapera, Kimbrell threesome there at the back end of the bullpen is wonderful to see. But, like I said a few minutes ago, Hendricks didn't have to come out of that game. He had 92 pitches. He was They were playing well. They had a lead. Maybe try and get – maybe you only get one more out, two more outs before you bring in uh, Chafin or or maybe you bring in a different guy because he only needs one out type of a deal, right? But it's, it's fucking crazy to me. Like, yes, we can get excited over this. We didn't get swept, all this stuff. But the Cubs really only did one good thing on offense in this whole game. It's summertime, and you know what that means. It's barbecue time, so why aren't you ordering... From Sunranto's sponsor, Kansas City Steaks. 
Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. So go visit KansasCitySteaks.com and you get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, Sam David at checkout, SD, sports drink at checkout. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, sports drink SD, at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And we thank Kansas City Steaks for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I wish they would send me some steaks, but, uh, you know, I guess they're going to have to try to send me money and then I'll buy the steaks. But damn it, I always lose at this. KansasCitySteaks.com. So the good thing, like you mentioned, is that back end of the bullpen, and that's how the Kansas City Royals won the 2015 World Series. Shut them down for six and then hand it to the bullpen for three. That was that was the template that Kansas City put down. Now that being said, you're going to have to. Someone asked earlier, can uh, you know? Are we going to trade for starters? We can we can guess about that all we want. Uh, who knows what Jed has in mind? The messaging coming from 1060 West Addison is all over the place. But but the offense has to get healthy. They have to get more consistent. And again, I to me, Ian Happ and Jason Hayward shouldn't get automatic starts at all. I think that that's something that you start looking at matchups with those two guys in particular to try to prevent holes in your lineup. And so that's my opinion. If you can get the offense consistent like it was a little bit earlier when you were walking and getting guys on base and setting up the big guys to hit the home run with men on base, and if you can get innings like that, that's great. If you can get another starter and push everybody down some, great. That would be great. You have an opportunity, and the Cubs supposedly have said that they, you know, the finances are an issue at the trade deadline. This is an opportunity to potentially, you know, I, I, Jose Barrios is a name that come up. I heard somebody say John Lester. I don't know why you'd want John Lester anymore, um, but maybe eat innings or something. I have no idea. Um, but but there are guys out there. I just don't know how much the Cubs want to trade the young talent that they finally have gotten back after years of giving it away. That's starting to. Up. I don't. It's certainly going to be interesting to see because I, I, you're right about the mixed messaging. Like out of one side of their mouth, they're like, we're totally out of money. We really can't do anything right now. The budget is strapped. We don't know what's going to happen with the strike next year. And it seems like they think that there's absolutely going to be a strike bid. They don't want to add any long-term contracts. They don't, you know, that's why they traded Darvish. They don't want, they want all the contracts to ex- expire and basically go into whatever strike year would be with like, $30 million guaranteed on the books to like just Jason Hayward, you know, like that's basically what the whole payroll will look like. And, uh, it, but that's what they want. So it's really hard to see them even doing something that 
maybe could shore you up for a couple of years. Like when you got the Quintana deal and you're like, well, you got him longer, you know, you gave away this, but you have Quintana longer. So it's just like, you know, he, I, it's hard to know what he, they're going to do. It's impossible to know. It's like, you, in, other years, in other years, you thought you knew they're like, Oh, they're definitely going to add Kimbrel. Like you knew that there was like a drum beat to like, you got to get a closer Cubs are good. Let's get this. And you knew they were going to do something and they did it. They got it done. But this year, it's really, I mean, you almost feel like it's going the other way and that Tom Ricketts really wishes the Cubs did not win as much as they've been winning. Oh, he, he's totally the uh, the Indians owner from Major League this year. The funny thing about it, more than anything, though, is if you've seen his interviews, he keeps shrugging his shoulders like, well, you know, it's really up to Jed. Okay, oh, like you're not giving him the budget. Fuck you. Yeah, pass Fuck the buck. You. Yeah, it's all up to Jed. You know, we give him his baseball operations budget for the year, and then from then on in, and Jed's like, dude, I need $50 million more, and I can build you a winner. And he's, he's like, uh, Jed, um, he's like, hey, look, a pony. And then he runs away. <laughs> right. And, and Jed, Jed can't say anything about it, so he just keeps saying – we really love all of our guys, man. We're like a family. I love these guys. They're great. They've been wonderful in the past. Like, they're so good. You know, like, he just has to, like, misdirect and just blow smoke up the team's ass every time he's asked about the payroll. It's just, like I said, I, I love how Tom Ricketts acts like he has nothing to, like, it's none, nothing to do with him. Hey, Mr. Ricketts, are, they, are you going to extend the Javi Baez or Anthony? Well, you know, it's really up to Jed. Hey, are you going to add it to trade? Well, it's up to Jed. You know? I don't know. Well, it's yeah. like, and what he's saying is, Jed gets to choose if he wants to to extend them. I mean, I'm only going to give him five million dollars, but Jed has to just go offer that to him. If yeah. he does it, I'm sure he'll take it, right? I mean, it's it's like how Pete Ricketts all of a sudden is not a Cubs owner anymore when, like, they, like, and now it's just Tom and Laura. Like, everybody else is, uh, you know, kind of, like, put to pasture a little bit. You know, you got the Trump guy, and then you got Pete, the governor, you know, out there, like, tweeting out terrible things. Um, but, you know, and then all of a sudden they just, like, sweep it under the rug. He's like, oh, no, no, Tom's the owner. It, it's just Tom and Laura. We got the, the 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 middle of the road guy and we got the lesbian in Chicago. You guys love lesbians. Like keep it, going. You know, I, we're, we're fine. Has don't, don't Laura, mind those other guys. Yeah. Has Laura ever done a- anything other than just stand there and be the lesbian? <laughs> no. I, I believe that's her role in the Which, family. That is not me shitting on any of that. Like, you know, I'm I'm I have no issues with that, but it's so weird that this family has made their daughter, sister, you know, whatever, like has just made her into the token lesbian to prove that they're not bad. Who we all know we and, are. They are. I was, I was joking with my sister about that, who is a lesbian. And I was like, and I'm like, it's like that they think that most straight people think that there are no bad lesbians. <laughs> like all <laughs> lesbians are just like magically great people. And I'm like, let me tell you about it. Uh, it doesn't matter who you fuck. You can still be an asshole. <laughs> Guess what? Newsflash, you know. Right. But they, but they do, like, they, they they trot her out there. As, and I know she does give to more liberal causes and things like that. But from a very, you know, Chicago Democrat capital D way. You know what I mean? Power, well, all, control, you know, the whole fuck. But in terms of being an owner, I'm saying in terms of being an owner of this team, 
Has she ever said anything about the team or anything? Like no. they, they, they keep showing her, but she doesn't ever say anything. There's no, nobody's ever asking her questions about the payrolls or uh, the players on the team or the, the improvements to Wrigley. None of that ever comes out of Laura's mouth. So, they have made her into this Token. sort of like, yeah, just, you know, be seen, not heard, please. They trot her out for the charity shit sometimes. So, yeah, but again, she doesn't talk about the team. She talks yeah. about the charity stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she's like the, she's like acting like a first lady, you know, a presidential first lady in a way. She's Tom's first Cubs lady. Um, uh, Tom's obviously the you, face. I got to I got to tell you though, I am. You know, seeing the Marlins coming into town, that was that was the game that the three of us, we went to the wild card game. They're the one that ended our 2020 yeah. season. And so, you know, I've seen the Marlins twice eliminate the Cubs from the postseason. So I shouldn't hate the Marlins as much as I do. They really shouldn't command my attention. It just pisses me off, man. What are yeah, the odds? It's so Cub fanny to hate the Padres and the Marlins. And, and half of baseball fans are like, oh, they still have a team? The Marlins? Who are they? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, that's a team you could obviously forget about if you're like it, not a, if you're a passive baseball fan. But yeah, they're bad this year. They're twenty nine and thirty nine, which is, puts them in fifth place, and they're even worse on the road. They're thirteen and twenty five, which is really bad on the road. And uh, they played a lot more road games, it seems, um, given those numbers. But um, actually, no, that's six thirty eight games. So. Guess not. But anyway, they uh, they suck and they play at home. Did you know that their new stadium? It's not called Marlin Stadium anymore, or whatever the hell it was before. It's called Lone Depot Park. Did you know this? <laughs> Lone I mean, Depot. Oh, is that where you go when, like, when you want to make improvements to your house, you go to the Home Depot. But then when you see the prices, you have to go to the Lone Depot, Depot right next door. Yeah. Well, Lone Depot is now where the Marlins play <laughs> as well. So did uh, somebody loan the picture for tonight's game? Uh, no, it's still TBD. Tittles, Baron, Dingleberry still going. Is, is Lone Depot giving the taxpayers any of their money back for that stadium? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I believe, uh, yeah, Lone, Lone Depot, it, I, I think they give the money automatically to the old owner who now is, uh, who, who owns like probably a share of the Mets. But uh, no, it's it's all bullshit. And the Marlins are bullshit. They're bad. But here's the thing. Pythagoras, the great famed baseball uh, statistician, he uh, would have said that the Marlins at this point in this in the season would be 34 and 34, a 500 ball club, which actually puts them close to well, that puts them in second place. So, uh, you know, maybe they I don't know exactly what's going on with them, why they're losing these games, probably losing a lot of close games, I would imagine. But um, they are one of only three teams that are not in the NL West. With a positive run differential, the wow. other the other are the Mets and the Cubs, and that's it. Everybody, all the runs are being scored in the NL West, <laughs> and um, so and the Cubs obviously got swept swept by them last year in the playoffs. Didn't score, and no, they scored one run, one run in half, in half, in half home run, baby. So and, of course he'll be starting. Yeah, all three it, games. <laughs> uh, and let's see, they just got uh, swept by the Cardinals, which sucks for us, but it's uh, good if for guys, us too. If you guys watch, this, the, the thing that kills you about the Mets series too is 
everything just went to shit at the same time. So we're back where we all kind of pretty much predicted the season would go is one big nebulous blob of four teams with the Pirates just kind of occupying space is that the Reds went on a run. The Cardinals yeah. swept the Marlins, and then the the, the Brewers were Brewers losing. lost. Yeah, so we stayed in first, but the other teams gained on us because we were shitting the bed at the same time they were winning. So now it's like the fourteen blob is back, no separation. Um, and then and but the Marlins, I mean, they end up in fifth place, and they probably don't belong there. Is I mean, they're a better team, but they're banged up, which is why they got TBD on. Friday, although Al Yellen from Bleed Cubby Blue told me who he thinks is going to be starting, and it's uh, somebody named Zach Thompson. We could talk about him, except for there's nothing to talk about, really. Um, so, but no, I mean, he's, you know, they got a good young pitching. Um, what else about the Marlins? Uh, they took two or three from Atlanta right before they uh, got swept by the cards. They're very, very injured. And uh, here's how injured they are. Corey Dickerson, their left fielder, is injured. Brian Anderson uh, is third baseman. He's on the 60-day, so he's not coming back. Miguel Rojas might be back against the Cubs tonight, but um, that's the hope. He's got a hurt finger. Jose Devers, their shortstop, is on the 10-day IL. Uh, Garrett Cooper, uh, one of their first basemen, because Jesus Eagle is on this team, is uh, he, he's hurt. Uh, then you go back, and then they've got a bunch of pitchers on the on the IL as well. Sixto Sanchez was day to day recently. It doesn't look like we'll be facing him. Uh, so Jorge Guzman, Elise Elise Hernandez, like these are guys you've never heard of, but they don't have them. Um, so and that's who was starting. They you know they turned over their roster. They got a lot of young pitching that. And here's what let me show you kind of what they got. Um, they've got a whole team. Of basically, oh, that guy's on the Marlins now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty. You got Jesus Eagle, Jesus Aguilar, Adam Duvall, Corey Dickerson, Miguel Rojas. I mean, all these guys. Um, you, you know, they've you've Sandy Leon. Actually, he was over there, I believe, before. Um, Lewis Brinson, former uh, Brewer, Chad Wallach, Tim Wallach's son. So, uh, and if you look up and down uh, their lineup, uh, oh, Starling Marte is on this team. You know, we know him from being a pirate. So, like, they got a lot of guys like that. But um, as far as the dudes taking that bats on the team, Jesus Eagle is their starting first baseman. He's batting 227. He's got 12 dongs. Adam Duval, Duval pretty much uh, similar numbers, 210 at bats, 12 home runs. The difference is Jesus Eagle is batting 273 and Duvall's only batting 205. And then um, you know, their top their top uh, OPS on the team is actually Starling Marte and uh, it's just cuz he's getting base hits, he's batting 333. So, uh they they can they can move the ball around, but they're hurt, man. And then um if you compare us, we got the Cubs got the better OPS, 712 to 669. Nice. nice. Cubs are fifth in home runs. Marlins are 29th. So don't look for them to be parking it. They only got two guys that can do it. Duval and uh, Jesus Eagle. And then uh, the Cubs or Marlins are both about average in taking the walk, which is kind of surprising. Cubs used to be better at walking. Cubs have struck out the sixth most times in the, in uh, the majors, but the Marlins strike out a lot too. Fifth most. And the Marlins have scored the fourth fewest runs the Cubs have 40, 49 more runs than them, pretty much average as far as the major leagues go. And um, the pitching, 
The Marlins team ERA is actually better overall. They had before they all got hurt. Uh, good starting pitching. They have a 3.48 team ERA better than the Cubs 3.67, but the Cubs bullpen's number one in the majors now. So it's something to be proud of. 2.52 ERA versus the Marlins 3.84 over a run higher, which is uh, average in the majors. Uh, Cubs though they're still walking the third most guys. Marlins they their bullpen doesn't walk dudes. The Cubs have the second most strikeouts out of their bullpen. The Marlins have the seventh fewest out of their bullpen. The Marlins have given up the seventh fewest home runs out of their bullpen, and the Cubs the fourth fewest. So they're decent. I mean, uh, they're a decent ball club. Uh, if I don't know who they got coming up because they obviously have a system. If they keep bringing up guys who are good and they're performing at the major league level, then they get hurt. Maybe they got more guys that will come up that you never heard of out of their system and, and uh, have their way with us. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Please become a Patreon patron. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast. It's why I'm bugging you right now. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and become a patron. You get the show early and ad-free with your own RSS feed. You get access to all of our show notes, including the matchups for the coming series and uh, some of our show elements that show, like, you know, the batters and how they do against that pitcher and stuff like that. All that stuff is all included with the Patreon feed. Uh, It's basically screenshots of what I do off Baseball Reference. But, you know, it's still useful information. And um, at the $5 level, you get all the music and the photography that I take at uh, the ballpark. And I just want to mention this. I just had to buy my old camera. Took a crap. So I had to buy a new camera. And now I'm I'm now 300 bucks. Right, that's like a month of Patreon just about right there. So help me buy a new camera. Help me buy the tickets and beer for Crawley and Michael and me and everybody else that comes on this show. Because it costs a lot of money to make this show. And uh, you should help pay for it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. At the $10 level, you get your name at the end of the show as a super ranter and a super supporter. Other, another thing that happens is you can join the super ranter group if you join Sunranto uh, Patreon's uh, campaign. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. There's really very few not to. It only costs you like ten bucks a year uh, just to help us keep the lights on at the show. So support us, uh, and uh, we'll support you by uh, continuing to make this show. All right, um, that's it. Patreon.com/sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. And I will also tell you this: use our StubHub link. It's sunranto.com/stubhub. And uh, we get paid every time you buy tickets through there. So help us out that way, too. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You got to get this done, people. Otherwise, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit, and then you won't have a show to listen to. Fat chance. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You wouldn't be hearing this if you had subscribed. Those people never hear shit like this. Only you do. Um, and the other freeloaders that don't help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. <laughs> I can't even say it. Actually, do what you want. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Well, I mean, the key takeaway from these numbers, and, you know, we, we do know that, that, you know, we have the pitchers for the Cubs at least. Uh, when you take a look at, you got Zach Davies going tonight, and I know you have Alec Mills, I want to say, on Sunday and Ariad on Saturday. So here's the thing. 
Mills is just coming back, battling back from injury. He was injured. Zach has had a really good month of May, and let's hope he keeps rolling. And then Jake, uh, let's just let's say remember the great years because you don't want to remember what's going on now. Yeah. So, but so we have a, a Zach Davies versus Zach Thompson. Yeah, are we gonna we, have a Zach on Zach matchup? We got a Zach off. We got a good old fashioned <laughs> Zach off going tonight. The key here, though, the, the important thing is that the Marlins don't have a good offense, okay? And yeah. so if you want guys to go long, you don't want to be sitting there nibbling on the edges, trying just go at these assholes. You know, really just be careful that you don't leave a hanging breaking ball to Jesus Eagle. Uh, Starlin Marte would be somebody, if somebody's on base, you got to be careful about. But other than that, there's no reason that you have these three guys pitching, Zot, uh, Mills, and Arietta that they can't go – Deeper into games like Rossi's talking about. Rossi all about having your starters go deeper. Let him go deeper here. Yeah. Well, and you just pointed out Jesus Eagle is our big threat here for the homer. So just choose the one guy and be like, we don't care if we walk this guy. And, you know, maybe he walks four or five times during this series or whatever. Who cares? He's not giving up that homer, you know, and and then go after everybody else because you're going to let him just go to first. Right. There's two guys, like I said, Marte and Jesus Eagle, and and no offense, even Jesus Eagle doesn't have me that worried. He could just put one out. That's really what it is. So, I mean, there really is no reason to not be aggressive in the strike zone. Let your defense do your work and let these starters go. I mean, like, there's nothing that drives me more nuts when you're facing the 7th, 8th, nine on a shitty team and you're throwing 20 pitches an inning. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. throwing 10 fucking pitches, and this team is basically made up of seven, eight, nine hitters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully Let they, the shitty hitters hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. And because they're not going to park it. I mean, what did I say? They were second to last in homers. Right. Yeah. It's like, come on. They're just, you know, 29th in the majors. And then um, if, if you look at their pitching, too, like, I, I mean, I want to see the Cubs kind of, you're facing TBD twice. You got bullpen games, bullpen games, bullpen games. Now, this is normally like, oh, yeah, we got a bullpen game. We're going to kick their ass. But if you look at some of these names, uh, you know, they, they've got – here's who's taken the, the most. Uh, you got Adam Simber. These are who's taken the most innings. Adam Simber, John Curtis, Dylan Floro, Yimmy Garcia, Anthony Bass, Richard Blair, uh, Zach Pop, Ross Detweiler. Another guys- Zach. Another Zach, Zach Pop. What a what a name! And I guess their closer is kind of Yimmy Garcia. Uh, he's got eleven saves and fourteen opportunities. But uh, but if you look at these guys, there's they have some arms that if the Marlins have the lead late in the game, they can throw their good guys at you. Look at this guy, Anthony Bender. He's he's been out there eighteen games, seventeen innings pitched. He's got a .74 WHIP and a zero ERA. He hasn't given up a run. Well, two unearned runs is all he's given up. I mean, better then, fucking year at the old Bender household. Yeah, and then they got Garcia to close it down at the end. Who's got a two? Their closer's got a two seventy seven. And then they got like a guy named John Curtis and old Cub Dylan Floro and Adam Simber to throw at you with with kind of a decent situation going. So they've they've got a decent bullpen. I think the Cubs' game plan has got to be hit the TBD guy as hard as you can. Put up eight in the first four innings, 
And then, and then you know, you can throw garbage at them for the rest of the game. Marlins can kind of try to claw back, and if it gets too out of hand, you got your own bullpen guys to work. I mean, that's what you got to do. You're at home. You play well at home. You hit the ball well at home. You don't on the road, but you hit it. You got to just jump all over these dudes. You have to. So you're taking a look at this schedule here, and and you have Miami, and then Cleveland comes in town for one of those stupid two game series. And Cleveland has lost one of their best pitchers to injury. So at this point right now, you have got to kind of make a little bit of hay here at home before you have to go back on the road. These these are five eminently winnable games. And one thing that, Danny, you just said, you you need to hit these guys. Well, you need to hit them. You don't need to homer them. Just get your hits like you were doing in that – that fucking stretch where they were really winning a lot, they were getting lots of base hits, and then somebody fucking runs into one, or they get a pitch because they've got guys on base and they can't walk them, right? So then they get that pitch and they get a home run. That's when we need to be looking for that rather than the only way we're going to score in this game is a home run. Just fucking put some balls into the gaps, into the, you know, bloop some singles out there go against the shift honestly they were trying to go against the shift quite a bit against the Mets and were somewhat successful just not successful in actually following that up once it happened yeah well you got Zotch Davies going tonight and I love that it's gonna maybe be battle of the Zotches this is unconfirmed but this dude Zotch Thompson I just looked him up and he's like a cutter fastball curveball guy so, uh, but, you know, here are his numbers. He's pitched a little bit this year. He pitched against Boston. He pitched against Atlanta. He started both games. Uh, he's only given up two runs in eight innings. They're not going to let him go long in the game, so it's going to kind of feel like a bullpen game. But, you know, the Marlins, they'll surprise you. And we haven't faced him. So you know what that means for the Cubs. And then you got Davies going out there for for us, and he looked awesome last time out. I mean, the last few times he's given up no runs. In 12.2 innings against the uh, Padres in St. Louis, he's been absolutely phenomenal, you know, after a really horrible start. And so I, yeah. I, I, I'm nothing but good things to say about what Zotch is doing right now. Hopefully he's the better Zotch tonight. And the Marlins have seen him, Starling Martin, seen him a crap load, and he's batting 385. Adam Duvall has a home run off of him. Uh, but other than that, there's not really much to see. So, um you know, just, you know, pitch around Marte because Marte sees it well off. That, that, that's off. what I told you. It's Marte is the one that's going to kill you. Yeah. And then uh, we don't know uh, that the only game we know uh, who's pitching for the Marlins is on Saturday. Pablo Lopez is going to go out there and he left his last start pretty early. I, I, I mean, not really early. It was 84 pitches, but three innings, 84 pitches. Wow. Four earned runs, two strikeouts, two walks. So they were just six hits. So I don't know what happened there. He just must have been nibbling. But he's other than that, he's been good. He's got a 312 earned run average. Uh, he's got 78 strikeouts to 21 walks on the season. Uh, so, yeah, he's decent. Just I, it it sounds play. like – I mean, I don't know. How does he only have – in those three innings, he only had two walks and he threw that many pitches? I have no clue. I have no clue. Just foul deep balls. counts, foul balls, like lots of remember, fouls. I remember Chatwood was a guy that, even though he did walk a lot of guys too, but like every Chatwood at bat was like 12 pitches. Oh, my God, foul, yes. Foul, 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 walk, or ball, strike, foul, foul. Yeah, like, oh my he, God. he was king of the 100-pitch four-inning start. 
Right. And the, and the Cubs have barely seen Pablo Lopez at all. Um, you know, there's nothing to see here. Chris Bryant and Rizzo are each are over three. <laughs> um, oh, only Zach, only Zach Davies has seen him and he's got one hit. So let's put him in for pinch hitting. Yeah, he's one for two. He's he's one for one actually. He also has a RBI. I don't know what happened on his other at bat because uh, he's got two plate appearances and one hit. So and no walks. So yeah, maybe they threw somebody out on the bases when he was up to yeah bat or something. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, Baez has a hit, but there's nothing to see here. Um, but yeah, but look for the Zach Davies pinch hit on Saturday <laughs> on his day off because then, the numbers don't lie. He's hitting a thousand. We already talked about Jake and just kind of how it just didn't look good. It, it, I mean, the only time it looked good was against the Padres. And I'm just like, if anything, if we beat you, Darvish, and that's like the Jake Arrieta's best start of the year, and that's like the greatest thing that Jake did, like I'm just happy that we at least got that out of him. Um, but, yeah, it's not great. And then Marlins have seen him quite a bit, especially Marte, and he likes it. He's got two home runs off of him. He's batting 311, just like you said, Crawley. Marte's the dude to to – Look out for also uh, Miguel Rojas likes hitting it. Corey Dickerson, luckily he's hurt because he's batting 438 off off of Jake Arrieta. A lot of these guys have seen Jake quite a bit, um, you know, because he was in the the on the Phillies and in the Eastern yeah. Division. So, so that that might be. Uh, hopefully, Jake can get through because it looks like it might be kind of a shit show. And then Alec Mills, we don't know we're facing Sunday. Uh, Tittles, Baron Dingleberry. And um, Mills, I mean, it wasn't great against the Mets. He wasn't terrible. It's just kind of what he expected, 57 pitches. Didn't give up any homers, so that's kind of good. Um, I mean, he's been used basically out of the pen, and he got hurt. And now, like you said, he's coming back, and we'll see what we get. We don't even know who we're facing. And it's supposed to maybe rain on Sunday. So 87 degrees on Sunday. That's the hottest day of it. Wow. Uh, temperature tonight, went down for Saturday. Look at that. Yeah, the temperature, it'll be nice. 82 degrees, just a perfect day when I'll be there. And then you go to the Bleacher Bum Band straight after. It's just a perfect day for baseball, 82 degrees, 10% chance of, of, I don't know, passing something. And today it's going to be a little hot, but the game's at night, so it should be in the mid-70s by the time game time goes. And it's going to be beautiful. And if you're buying tickets to any of these games, I will say, please use our link. Go to sunranto.com slash stubhub. You just click on the ad that's there. Make sure your ad blocker's off. Otherwise, it won't show up, and you'll be like, where's the ad? Well, guess what? You blocked it. So take your ad blocker off. Click on the link. Buy your tickets off StubHub, and then we get a dollar. So um, yeah. so uh, how about we do a little bit of a temperature check, and uh, then uh, we can do some TFCs, and then we can get out of here. Today, we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> Let's yes. take it. Yes. Take your temperature. I'm I'm going sweep. Sweep. I got the Cubs going two and one. Uh, Jake just hasn't inspired a lot of confidence in me, so I'm going to go two and one. That's the game we're going to, though, which is probably why. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't. To be honest, like I don't have a good feeling. Every time we face the Marlins, they always have like some dudes just putting it together and, and they hurt us. You, you know, I mean, look what happened at Wrigley last year. I just, I, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in this. Um, I, I I'm going to say it's the other way. I'm going to go the other way from, from you, Carl, Carly and say Cubs go one and two and, but they win Saturday. 
They win Saturday. No, the yeah. only th- the only thing we haven't covered on this podcast is the, the Cubs, Cubs getting swept. So that's what's so going to happen. Unfortunately, that, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you guys got any TFCs? I have one. Okay, I gave one of mine away already. Yeah. So uh, this, I was kind of looking for some Marlins stuff. This was actually uh, on a post talking about the sticky substances and all that stuff. Um, and says, Yimmy for sure uses stuff. There is a clip from one of the games when he is warming up, spraying shit on his arm during a night game. Could have been sunscreen, though. And Jeff Schmee responds, I love night game sunscreen. It's like 90% effective that I never even get a sunburn. <laughs> I like that it's only 90% effective. Um, and, uh, oh, do you know what I forgot to bring up? Uh, and here's why I, I wanted to bring it up is because I just said that we're going to win the Jake game. Uh, look at his Wrigley home and away splits for the year. Okay, he's got a 316 ERA at home, 651 on the road. I rest my case. And here's my TFC. Um, it is, uh, well, the Cubs tweeted out, uh, this is that Lobatone lineup that went out on, on, yeah. uh, against DeGrom. Here is tonight's Cubs starting lineup, tweeted out by the Chicago Cubs. Cub together. And James, the Cubs enjoyer, or JTM CAD 14, said, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, nope. Didn't didn't he just call himself the Cubs enjoyer? Yeah, I don't think he enjoyed that game so much. (laughs) I got this one right here. Uh, This is from uh, Danny Rocket. Not from Danny Rocket, but a reply to Danny Rocket. Danny Rocket started it, and so uh, they were talking about the foreign substance memo, and Danny put a tweet out. That with uh, Yadier Molina with the ball stuck to his chest. And Danny said, suspend him now and forever. Where Seth Kennedy, S. Kennedy 88 says, but if they'll do that, he'll never catch Jason Kendall's career war. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that so much. Jason Kendall's war. That's where where we're at with Yadier. Did you see the Hall of Famer? That got screenshotted and retweeted. And uh, they tagged me to uh, beef by BFIB, the best fans in baseball. They, I, I was like, I was so honored to be involved That's in one of their honor, tweets. Yeah. yeah, I really was. Um, so, um, well, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. This is a, a Patreon only podcast so everybody that's watching is already a patreon supporter right now and uh you know i i like these little afternoon shows where we just kind of like check in have a little lunch together a little brunch Uh, i mean if it kind of uh and this is a patreon only show so if you want to be a part of these shows that we do kind of at the off times that are more preview episodes well then join us patreon.com slash sunranto um because you're listening on a podcast that got to you late idiot (laughs) i'm kidding i i I kid you i know you're just a poor person but we're poor so give us a dollar um so uh yeah uh, i've got a new song and uh people at the five dollar patreon level already know that because i released it to them and uh because i wrote it two days ago and recorded it two days ago i haven't had a chance to really make a proper music video for it but i'll tell you uh i haven't like and actually, I'm going to play two songs because I got the old, uh, you know, uh, O Marlins from O Darlin from last year. I love and that then, one. 
And and I I might like play a little bit of uh, the Scott Stat Marlins will soar. Uh, maybe I was, was going to say yeah. <laughs> Marlins will soar. Yeah, this might be a, th- a three four. So you guys might want to take off after the show's done because I might play three songs at the end of the sucker. Uh, yeah, but Marlins will soar will be last so that people don't have to suffer through it. It just will be on there. Um, thanks. Yeah, somebody, a Facebook user says, love the new song. And it's like one of those things I wrote, I wrote for my job, a crazy little th- thing called love parody from queen. And I was like, and I, and it, I'm like, Oh, I was writing a parody for something else. And then it was like crazy little, like, it was like a crazy old guy called dad for father's day. What we were writing. And I kept thinking crazy little team called Cubs. Cause this is like, I haven't been really inspired to write like more Cubs songs like this year. Like I just haven't been doing it. The Cubs parodies. And I was like, because there's like nothing, you can't put your finger on this team. It's just like, they're annoying. They're unvaccinated. They're like, <laughs> right. they're, there's a lot of them. You don't want to be close enough yeah, to put a yeah, finger on. Exactly. They're great at home. They suck on the road. The bullpen's a surprise. The starting pitching's dog shit. All the one-year contracts. I was like, this is why I'm not writing songs because there's nothing like specific about this team that's like memeable enough that people would re- it would resonate with them. So I wrote a song about. That is a really crazy little team called Cubs that I can't put my fucking finger on. So it will not be a hit. I can guarantee that. But I'm going to play it at the end of the show. In fact, I'll just play it first, and then we'll do Old Marlins, and the Marlins will soar. So as our uh, good friend Aramis Ramirez uh, likes to say about us. Hello. It's on Santos show, the Chicago Cubs, 69 best postcard. Take care. Spookog! Or go Cubs. Backwards. That's our cue. Yep. Spook the gong. This team called Cubs. They won't get vaccine shots. This team called Cubs. They sure get hurt a lot getting injured. A crazy little team called Cubs. This team. Call Cubs at home, fly the W flag, but on the road, they never hit and piss the games away, they're inconsistent, a crazy little team called Cubs, when they're at Wrigley, they know how to win at home, got enough pitching, and half the Cubs starting line. For playing for their next contract. Rizzo's a fool, unvaxxed. Hayward is still really bad, but the bullpen's been fine. But doubt the Cubs out at the trade deadline, not spending money. A crazy little team called Cubs. A crazy little team called Cubs. Crazy little team called Cubs. Unvaccinated team called Cubs.
Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar of the crowd. driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed i want to tell you a story it's a story about a scandal broken relationships gossip rumors money corporate rivalry and a broom a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past— And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.